Hey, man, what's up? Hey, man. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just uh, bragged about how good I get things shared, and I, and I totally, <laughs> I totally didn't get one thing shared the whole time we were in countdown. I always choke. It's hilarious. We were talking just before we came on air about like the 30 second countdown and how it let you get to all these different platforms and stuff. I told Randall, I don't even try anymore because I choke. I can't get to them. So he's like, I get to three or four. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, salute here in um here in Tournament Town, USA. Yes, um, we absolutely. got a lot going on here in Indianapolis. Dude, you're the signal. You are the center of the basketball um universe. And I don't know if you uh saw uh we're uh Tuesday night we're coming back with Robbie and Raj, and hopefully you can join us to reset our picks on Sweet 16. And Rod from River City Media is headed to be embedded at the tournament, is going to be doing live updates available on your page, available on my page. We're going to have a guy there live, point the camera at the floor and show us what's going on. So I was really excited to get that news. That's awesome. I'll tell you, I, I was, um, you know, the Mountaineers play here in town tomorrow night at 10. Um I'll share some thoughts about that in a little bit, but I went back and forth on whether or not to go. Um, I, you know, I have a vaccine shot here in two weeks and Randall, I just, I've waited a year. Um, I, I just couldn't bring myself to go, but I'll tell you right now, I took tomorrow and I took Monday off. Nice. And I have nothing planned, nothing planned, but to watch Perfect. all these games. I don't want to miss a minute of any of these games. I am. Uh, I'm working tomorrow, uh, just because I had to cut out. We had some bad weather locally, and I had to cut. I had to miss some work, but um, I'm planning on taking off of just just a little early. Don't anybody that's watching. <laughs> don't 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 wrap me out. But um, I plan on getting out of there pretty early and. Uh, I told uh, my daughter, as you know, I got a 10-year-old daughter. I told her, uh, you know, uh, whatever she wanted, food-wise, would go stock up in the refrigerator, and she could have the house to cosplay. She could have my podcast and set up to, to <laughs> take to our room to make TikToks. <laughs> daddy would be busy. Yeah. So. Now, it's going to be great, and I'll tell you um, – you know, being here in Indianapolis, I, I, I just got to take a second. I had some great pizza tonight, Randall. Um, I know on some of your other shows and stuff, you talk about food often. The Missing Brick um, is named this joint. And, you know, if you're here in Indianapolis, you're downtown, uh, maybe you're up north, um, staying, make sure and hit up the Missing Brick. They make really good pizzas. I had a pepperoni and sausage pizza tonight that was amazing. You, you know, sometimes a place just sounds good by the name. <laughs> um so so you know it, it's one of those things that people are coming in from out of town um going to see your team there's going to be a lot of great games uh, but make sure you hit up don't go you know don't go to um you know red lobster or something like that hit up some of the the local restaurants because there's go, a lot of good yeah. food here that's one of my favorite things to do when i'm out of town is go to locally owned restaurants and having spent a lot of time in indy back when my boy Peyton was a cult. There's a lot of good places up there to eat. Yeah. A couple of great barbecue yeah. places I remember. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's definitely a lot of great places here. Um, we, uh, there's a place, Ale Emporium, we always, we always go to that, you know, if you're, if you're, um, up on, like I said, the, the north side of the city, um, definitely worth it to go up and see our friends at Ale Emporium. So, um, but, but anyway, we're not here to talk about food. We, no, but- we could. We're, we're definitely both qualified, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a 300 pound guy, man. <laughs> but I got, but all, I got all my shares done too while we were doing that. <laughs> um, but let's start. Let's talk about you know. Let's focus in on these games, Randy. Absolutely, let's do it. So the other angle, right? That's what we're called. We didn't really do that. Um, the other angle with Chappie RC Thursday nights at ten. Uh, I, I just felt you know we we did a great selection Sunday show. Um, last Sunday, live on the air, uh, really had a good time with you and Robbie and Raj doing those gut, the, the, the predictions and the breakdowns of the bracket. Uh, we kind of talked big picture about who we thought was going to the Final Four. We're going to bring it in closer tonight, right? We're going to talk about who's going to get through this first weekend. Because well, we're going to sit here next Thursday, and there's going to be a whole different set of players. There's, um, there's going to be teams there that we don't expect. There's the teams that we expect to be there that's going to be gone. And then you're almost at the Sweet 16, you almost have to do another handicapping. So you get through this weekend, yeah. you got a shot. So Yeah. Yeah, um, it definitely resets. Yeah, they'll there'll be a double digit seed there next Thursday. I don't know who it'll be, but I promise you there'll be one there. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'll tell you, I one of my brackets I have Two double-digit seeds playing each other in the second round. Um, yeah, you know, not to mention a name from the the ESP place. Him and I have the same double-digit seeds, Jay Billis, <laughs> playing in the second round. So I felt good that at least Jay Billis thought the way I did. So I don't know if I brag about that, but anyway, I don't without, know either. without further ado, let's talk. You know, we can go in depth or we can skim over as much. We have a lot to talk about. So, so some of these games will go a little bit more in depth. Yep. Some of them we'll, we'll, we'll kind of skim over a little bit, right? Um, we'll we'll start here at the um, at the beginning. Of course, okay. I wanna, let, let's start with the the number one overall seed. Uh, of course, we're out west. We're talking about Gonzaga, and we're talking about um, who won tonight? Who won the game tonight? I was uh, on yeah. air. Uh, you know, I should know. I know Texas Southern more, and I don't know who won. Yeah, this game. I think App State. I think actually that was a later game. I think App State was up big. Uh, so you know, listen, we don't need to draw on about that. Gonzaga is a ninety-eight percent favorite in ESPN. Um, do you do you feel like you know there's any way the number one overall seed gets gets beat? No, and, and it's Norfolk. You had it. It's up big. Norfolk. Okay. Big okay. I'm sorry. I just had a flip. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, no, I don't see. I don't see that either team could compete with Gonzaga. They're just so deep. Three yeah. NBA yeah. players. Yeah. Um. The the next game's interesting. Right off the bat, Oklahoma and Missouri. Harmon is a really good player. He is. I really like this Oklahoma team. And, and Chappie, we always talk about arcs of team. I think we've got different arcs here. I think we've got an Oklahoma team rising and a Missouri team that's kind of falling off. So uh, I, I, I went with 
and, and I did multiple brackets, so I may not be the same in every bracket, but sure. I clearly felt like Oklahoma was the better team here. I feel like Oklahoma's a better team too. But again, I, I, I think it it's important not to downplay Davion Harmon being out with Kogan. No, it's not. And Missouri Missouri arguably beat the third best team, in my opinion, in the whole tournament early in the year. They took it to uh, Illinois and, and I mean they're a good basketball team. They're athletic. Yes. And they play good in stretches. Yes. And Conzo Martin is a, a defensive, defensive genius. Yeah. He's a really good coach. Yeah. We had him at Tennessee. Let him squirrel away. So, uh, trust me, I understand. So, I, I got to tell you, I was a big advocate of Oklahoma early on. The 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 – the news of Harmon being out concerns me a little bit. It does, and rightfully so. I still think Reeves is the best player on the court. Uh, I believe you're correct. What here's what here I'm going to give you a I'm going to give you Missouri's how they win this game. It, it, you keep it ugly and you keep it low scoring. And I, if Missouri can do that, they can win the basketball game. And and I don't know how much scoring punch Oklahoma ha- is going to be missing thanks to Harmon because he create he created a lot, a lot. for other people. Yeah, well, he is a good good shooter. Thirty three percent from the from the three point line. Twelve point nine points per game. I, I'll tell you. You know, it just puts more pressure on Reeves. It puts more pressure on Manic and Harkless. Harkless is, uh, you know, one of those guys that kind of is the first guy off the bench type of guy. Yeah. Um. But but he he's a good shooter. It puts a lot of pressure on him. I I, I think Austin Reeves gets the job done. I, I think Oklahoma just has it going right now. And, you know, we talk about in fantasy football, sometimes, you know, I'm a big eye test guy. You've been a baseball guy. You're a real stats guy. Sometimes you can look at a team and just see that it factor. With Oklahoma, I just feel like they have that it factor that a little more than Missouri. I I, I agree. The the thing about – the thing that I think goes – you mentioned something that I disagree with earlier, Randall. What's up? So, and again, I'll, I'll always take it back to perspective when they play West Virginia. They beat West Virginia twice this year. You know how they did it? They out-toughed them. They hacked Culver every chance they could. Going down the court, they give them – I mean, I don't want to call it dirty. It wasn't dirty. But it was very tactical and obvious. Well, and that's Missouri's the same way. So uh, that could be interesting, seeing that kind of, you know, slap shot type style. So the one thing that has confused me about this game, and I don't want to stay on this game too long, but where would the line be if, if he was not COVID? Right now, Missouri's a one-point favorite. Right. I think that swung that line at least five points. 
I think Oklahoma's a four-point favorite, a three-point favorite. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, rightfully so. Because right. if, if you look at it, um, the offense kind of runs through him. Yes, Austin Reeves is the scorer. But this is the guy who who's taking the big shots, who's dishing the ball out, who's finding the open guy. He's a big part of that offense. Right. Right. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll go this far. If something crazy happens and they get out of this weekend, watch out for Oklahoma. Well, I said it. You know I said it back in December, right? I, I agree. I agree. Um they're not going to be intimidated by Oklahoma or by Gonzaga. No, it's going to be – I don't think either team that gets to Gonzaga – I really – I think Gonzaga gets out of the bracket. But I clearly think that both teams kind of are mirror image in a way of each other. They're physical. They're big. They're well-coached. They're tough. Right. They're, they're going to both. Either they one that could gets out, do it, right? They, yeah. have, they are capable of doing it. But I think uh, we made the point Sunday – it's probably not going to be the first team that punches Gonzaga in their right, mouth. Right. It's probably going to be the second team. So, right. Uh, I, I, I am, if I was given percentages, it'd be 55, 45 Oklahoma right now in my head. Yeah. I'm pretty close to that as well. So, so we'll play that out. So we're going in this first little cluster, we're going Gonzaga, we're going Oklahoma, and then we're going Gonzaga to get to next week. Yes. yes. I agree. I agree. So let's move down. Let's move to that next group. Um, the the winner of this bracket would play Gonzaga in the Sweet 16 next Thursday. Um, <clears throat> first team, your boys, UC Santa Barbara. I, I really think this bracket, this section of the bracket, has a good chance to break because mm-hmm. UC Santa Barbara is a good team and Ohio is a good team. Yeah. And I don't know if you're necessarily getting the best Virginia and Creighton teams right now. So this is where I picked the bracket to bust. And I had both for – and, and folks, I'm not telling you to do this. Don't go put your money in on on what I'm saying here. But this is what I'm doing personally. I am sprinkling a little money on both UNC, Santa Barbara, and Ohio on the money line and and just trying to catch a lot in there. I think one of those two teams win. I I don't know that both of them can win, but I definitely think they're the for a twelve and thirteen seeds. They're two of the better twelve and thirteen seed in the in, in the tournament. It, it certainly seems as though the selection committee set this up quite purposefully. It does, <laughs> and, and in all honesty. Would a UC Santa Barbara, Ohio Sweet 16 bid not be a great game? Uh, the, probably one of the highest rated games of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because both of those teams people will want to see, especially if they beat those higher rated teams. Both of those teams, so we're looking right now, uh, looks like UC Santa Barbara, they're given a 27% chance to win. Ohio, they're given a 23% chance to win. So not totally out of the realm of possibility. That's ESPN, by the way. Um, yeah, but, I, I agree. Well, you know, I, like, I like to look at the points. Uh, and I think there's a spot between like four and seven 
where I take my shots, Chappie. One of them's a seven-point underdog. The other one's a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. That's kind of my sweet That's spot. a lot of points. That's a lot of points in these games. Yeah. So, are, are, is that what we're calling? Are we calling two upsets? Are you calling two upsets? I, I believe if, as a show, we should call one upset, one net win. But, yeah, yeah. my bracket my with my buddies, Raj and Robbie, uh, in our little fantasy football league that we all play, I have UC Santa Barbara playing Ohio. And, and and when you're doing your bracket, if you can find a spot like that, and yeah. if that does hold Chappie, I guarantee you I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the money and those you differentiate, right? Yeah, I'm I'm hugely differential. Yeah. And and, and if it doesn't break, but you know, I've lost one little section, but unless, I, unless Virginia goes to the final four, then yeah, then you're kind of you're dead. <laughs> I, I pick I pick my wars, and I Virginia going right. past the Sweet Sixteen is really not to me possible. So I, I would I would give Oklahoma a better chance to go to the Sweet Sixteen or past the Sweet Sixteen than I would Virginia. So yeah, well, and, and you know that's a great point. You know, if you're if you're in a mindset of it's just like when we get to the other side with Baylor. That Gonzaga's going to rule the bracket. You can be a little brave yeah. on that bottom half if you feel like there's a matchup there that you know um, that that you can get different, right? Yep. And, and this is a good situation I, for me. I think it's Virginia, and uh, I like Creighton a lot. Um, I, I think UC Santa Barbara is is um, going to give them all they can handle, but I'm going to go chalk here um, just to be a little bit different. You know, uh, because I, I think this, you know, just to your point earlier, I, a lot of people are going to be on that um, yeah. Yeah. mindset, all, right? Yeah. So whereas in the same in the same regard, whereas you want to get different by picking those guys, I want to get different by staying on those guys. Yep. So 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 it's a strategy thing, right? Yep. Um. So so I'll go Virginia and Creighton, and I, I'm going to go Creighton um, after the Sweet Sixteen. If Creighton gets by UC Santa, uh, Santa Barbara, I think they do go to the Sweet 16. I really don't like the way this Virginia team's playing. Yeah. I, I really, really do not. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I think Ohio will give them all, all that they can handle. Yep. Anything else to add in that little cluster? So we got Gonzaga and I got Creighton. You have UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be one of the fun little sections to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm totally with you there. So let's go to the bottom half of that bracket. USC and the Drake. Yes, uh, I watched a little bit, a little bit of that tonight. It was all while I was on air. It was a great game. I watched it for the most part. And you know I've been on Drake too. Yep. Um, I w- I'm glad to see Drake uh, get in um, into the main tournament. Uh, I think playing today, I really thought Rogers' point the other night was interesting. I think it kind of benefits the winner of this game to yeah. get USC next. Then, you know, I have USC advancing, but boy, I really think that may be a good basketball game. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in Evan Mobley, so I'm going to stick with USC. But Drake is a good basketball team. 
I think a good comparison for the folks that don't hasn't seen Drake is the Colgate team or maybe the Princeton team that went to the Sweet 16 a couple of years ago. They run a, you know, Princeton did a different offense, but they're similar kind of kids, under-recruited kids, but kids that play hard, tough kids. And, and Drake went on a spree at one point mid-season. They covered like 14 straight lines. I mean, if I, I, I should have just kept betting on Drake, rolling it. We, we, we could have a radio station of our own. <laughs> so, so you great lead in. I just looked. I see no line yet on uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. What's the line on the Drake-USC game? Let me grab that. I'm on a uh, – 80% chance USC wins according to ESPN. Let's see if I if they've got one here. Uh, just quick, 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 quick scan here. I do not see it post. Yeah. Oh, that. Well, yes, it's up. It's uh, oh well. Again, I talked about my sweet spot around seven points. Drake's going to get six and a half. And that's a lot of points, isn't it? It is. And you know what I like even better in that? One forty-four and a half total. I think both of these teams can score. So I really like, like the that. over. I like the over in that game, if anything. Okay. Okay, you heard it here first. Drake and the over, right? Drake and the over. That's my call. USC advances. Okay. Tell me if I'm not covering every base there. Yeah. No, I'm, I am I think USC wins. I agree with you. I don't know about the over, but I, I think Drake covers. I think it's a close game. I, I, loved, I love that game. I yeah, that's a game. I promise you, if you call the Cunningham residence during that game, we will not be available. <laughs> um, so the other part of that, Eastern Washington and Kansas. We don't have to spend much time here, do we? No, no. And I think Kansas right at the ship. I really like the way Kansas are playing right now. Yeah, and, and you know it's good that they'll be at full strength. McCormick is a difference maker, especially the second half of the year. Absolutely. Um, the the one thing that you kind of have to watch out for with Kansas is if they don't make their shots, they become a little bit one-dimensional. They do. But I don't think we have to worry about that here. No. And, and Kansas would be the one or two basketball teams I would call the most improved since January. I agree. I agree. So we're, we're collectively at Kansas and USC. Yes. Who do we like there? I like Kansas. I really, again, I think, I think Kansas is a dangerous team. I think Kansas gets a bad draw farther out into the tournament, but I think it's a sweet 16 for Kansas. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that McCormick's able to neutralize Moby a little bit. Um, I think that the guards for Kansas are more poised more effective, more talented than the guards for USC. Therefore, I think Kansas wins that game rather yeah. easily. Yeah, I, I, th I think Kansas gets there. Yeah. So, bottom half of this bracket. Oregon State and VCU. Excuse me, Oregon and VCU. I'm 50-50 on that game. That game's been – that's one of the games – Sometimes when I don't have a strong feeling and I've done four brackets, 
that game's probably 50-50. Yeah. I've probably split it 50-50 down the down the uh down the down down the road. And it's a game that I will not have a piece of action on DraftKings with. I just yeah. I don't have I don't a good know, feeling. I don't feel about, strong enough either way. Not either way. I th- I think VCU is a very underrated basketball team. Yeah. Uh, I think the natural public will the public you know, there you get a lot of gamblers and people building brackets that don't watch a lot of college basketball. Right. And they'll just throw Oregon on that line. I, I don't I don't know that happens. So great game. If you just want to watch a close to even right. match teams, it's a great game to watch. I, I think the athleticism at Oregon probably prevails at the end. Um, but I agree with you with their evenly matched teams. Um, I guess the bigger question at hand, Randall, do you see either one of them getting past Iowa? I do not. Iowa is built for this tournament. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know, in, in normal years uh, and outside of, uh, I, I think if they were setting in somebody else's bracket, I would feel better about taking Iowa farther out. But is Gonzaga not built for Iowa? I mean, well, I, certain teams match up well against Iowa. Yeah. And, and Gonzaga happens to be one of them. Baylor's another one. Um, yep. I think they're appropriately placed. I mean, I don't know. Aside from putting them in Michigan's bracket, which I don't know that they do that, I I, I think that they're appropriately placed. I think they are. And I, I love Garza's a great player. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And he's going to be a great NBA player. I mean, how many people his size can really step back and shoot? Yeah. Garza, no, Garza, absolutely. Garza's going to be one of the guys that could leave this tournament a star. But he entered this tournament star, so yeah. <laughs> I, well, you're going to pick up a lot of general public that don't know who Garza is. Over no, you're, that's year. fair. That's fair. So that's the West bracket. Um, we're pretty collective on Gonzaga. We're um, we're pretty sure we both like Kansas and Iowa. We yep. differ on the um, that. Yeah, I, I say Creighton, Virginia. You see, you you say you see Santa Barbara, Ohio. So, I'm definitely on the low side of that. So yeah, I'll just. Yeah. So that's where we landed in the West. Let's move over to the East. East is interesting. This is Michigan's bracket. Um, of course, Michigan lost their, their you know, um, one of their best players in livers. Still are in the one seed. They, they go up against Texas Southern, who won tonight. Uh, against I can't remember who the heck it was. Help me out if you remember. If not, no uh, big deal. Mount St. Mary's. That's not it. The, not the West Coast Mount St. Mary's. It's that. Uh, that's a good basketball yeah. program. I think they're from up around Baltimore. It's a. Yeah, it's not, not one of those games that was terribly interesting. Yeah. So, the bigger question at hand. I think we're both going to pick Michigan there. Correct. Oh, that Texas Southern team looked pretty good. Yeah. No, they had a good little team. They're they're fairly athletic. But I don't think Michigan struggles with that. LSU and St. Bonaventure. What I mean, if if this isn't a knock them down, drag them out match, I don't know what is. What are your thoughts on this game, Randall? It's it's truly a pick 'em. Um I like LSU's basketball team. I think if you go back and look at um, the the SEC preview that I I uh, put out before the tournament, 
we don't we still don't know 100% what LSU is. Right. One thing we do know about LSU is they're coming out of the SEC, a big time conference as the best scoring team in the SEC. Now, what we know about St. Bonnie's is a team that's really been on a roll who plays very disciplined basketball and I don't care you tell me there's five big conferences fine if you want to live with that mm. they come out of the six big conference in my right. head so yeah they they have played it they have earned it and i i really think the winner of this game has got a shot at michigan next round yeah i agree i agree now who, who, is, who is it i i have i have went more st bonnie's than i have lsu really that's surprising. yeah I, I really I don't know. I, I hate to say as a sports fan, as an SEC guy sitting here with my Tennessee shirt on, I still I've seen LSU five times and I cannot tell you who LSU is. And and I know they're one thing. They are Will Wade, who I had some chance a few years ago to spend some time with when he was coaching locally at Tennessee Chattanooga, is a very good coach. Disregardless of the NCAA trouble he got into, Will Wade will have LSU prepared. The reason I'm picking St. Bonnie's is is I, and I probably didn't pick them in every bracket. Uh, I watched a little bit of St. Bonnie's late in the year, and I really like the way this team plays, and I really like St. Bonnie's guards. I think they can give LSU all they want on the front court. Interesting. Um. I, I I like LSU here. Um, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a close matchup. I think that LSU is just going to be a little bit more battle-tested. I feel like playing in the SEC is going to be able to, um, you know, it's a little bit tougher competition. Yeah, and I, I feel like the SEC has been underrated all year long. Uh, you know, I saw a couple of guys uh, at the big places then that four SEC teams get to the Sweet 16. It's not that I don't think um, – LSU's a good program. I just – I mean, if I was writing programs, this is – you went down and you would find these two within a group of four to th- with each other, you know. Uh, going into this tournament, I would call – I think they're properly seated, and I think there are a – what an 8-9 matchup should be. So, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put your, your fingers on the stove here. Who comes out of this four this four pack? Michigan, LSU, or St. Bonaventure? Michigan. Wow. Okay. Even without livers, but that's the end of Michigan's run. Um I uh I really You're banking on St. Bonaventure beating LSU. Yeah, uh, and then I don't think they can. Uh, if LSU beats St. Bonnie's, I think LSU has a better chance to beat Michigan. That's what I was going to ask next. Uh, I, I agree. I totally agree with you there. I, I really, I really, uh, I don't think Michigan LSU. I think LSU has better athletes without livers. Maybe you know it's that. that yes. LSU, yeah. LSU is great. Now I, I'll tell you one thing that's not a popular opinion. Is Dwan Howard's a heck of a basketball I coach? I knew you were going to say that. I it's, knew you were going to say that. I agree. 
I agree. I, I, I'm not a fan, but he can coach basketball. <laughs> he certainly um, rejuvenated those guys for sure. Yeah. He gets all he can get out of those kids. Um, if this is the first number one seed out, I wouldn't be shocked. I have yeah. Mich- I have Michigan not in any elite eight that I have posted so far. Yeah. So um, that that shows you about where I think they get to. And, and we're about to talk about the team that I think if they get to them is going to wipe Michigan off the court. Let's talk about it. First game, this bottom four. God, what's not – how can you not love Georgetown Hoyas? You, you, you can't. You got to. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Patrick Ewing-led Georgetown Hoyas go up against this suddenly basketball school, Colorado Buffaloes? What's your take here? McKinley Wright. Yeah. I mean, a great player. Uh, Best player I, on the court, right? Yeah, I thought I – thought, I thought he was the Pac-12 player of the year. I'm just going to – Yeah. I know he didn't win it, but I thought he was. Uh, and Colorado is another team that during the year I saw greatly improve. Um, so, I really think this is a great yeah. 5-12 matchup. I yeah. have I, – I, I, I went with Colorado here, but it was – I flipped back and forth. The reason I went for Colorado – I went with Colorado – Georgetown spent a lot of that tank last week. Yeah, and, yeah, they did. And, and you know, hats off. I loved, I loved, loved, loved seeing Patrick Ewing go walk into the locker room and get covered and splashed. And you know, uh, I don't know him personally. Never met him. Never saw him play. But he comes across as a sincere, honest kind of guy that wants to see Georgetown basketball back. So. I, I was proud for Georgetown. Here's the thing that I love about that moment. You think Patrick Ewing needs the coach at Georgetown? Absolutely not. You think he's, he's you know, needing that paycheck that he's getting there? Absolutely not. You want to bet maybe he's spending more money to help the kid, uh, the university than he's making? I, I mean, mean I could, without you know, a doubt. The thing about it is, when you see a guy like that go back and do that, you know it's because he wants to be there. Jawan Howard, too. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of those things when those guys go back and they see that gratification of having that success. Yeah, it's it's a special feeling, and I don't care who you are, unless the guy was a total jerk. Yeah, when he it's- played, and you couldn't stand him, right? Yeah, he, I, you, know, you can't help but cheer for a guy like that who comes back and does it the right way because they want to. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack us. This is probably not a game we need to spend a lot of time on, but I'm gonna give you a moment that brought tears to my eyes this past weekend. I was watching that game, and in my head, I was thinking how proud the late John Thompson, who was a great, yeah. yep, great guy, great coach, yep. gave more to kids than he ever. He was one of those guys, when you read stories about him, he did things in private that none of us ever heard about. Right. Um, how proud John Thompson would have been of Patrick Ewing. And that was a moment for me. And I I love sports. You know, I, I get in trouble sometimes because if, you're, if your football team is 6-6 six and six and you graduate two Rhodes Scholars and 100% graduation rate, 
and you've had kids do good things in the community, you're a good football coach. I don't care if you were six and six. Right, right. So um, college athletics means more sometimes than W's and L's, and I think it does at Georgetown at certain points. So, so I, I hear you saying Colorado. Yeah. Am I safe to say that you're going to take Florida State over UNC Greensboro? Yes. Okay. So we're talking about Florida State and Colorado in a Sweet 16 game. But Florida State may be the most complete team in the three to six bracket. I mean, they're a very complete team at a four seat. Yeah. And tough. They're a tough team. That's a Middle tough East. matchup. Well coached again. See, you yeah. know, and, and, and physical, physical and poised. And, and this played, played in the ACC, played in the ACC when it was at the top, played in the ACC when it was at the bottom. Yep. Uh, I think that's a great matchup, too. It, it really is. It really uh, is. I, I I have wrote down on my paper FSU, but if yeah. you started arguing with me, I'd, I'd switch. But no. I think I think FSU gets there. And I also think FSU – I think FSU gets Michigan if they get there. You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Whoever gets there, we'll talk about gets that Michigan. next week. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so we're saying at this point, this part of this bracket, we're going. You're going Michigan FSU. Yes. I, I'm going LSU FSU. Uh, no argument. Yeah. I, but it, but you you almost talked me out of taking LSU right now. I I I, I strongly feel like if LSU wins the opening game, they're going multiple rounds. And I don't know. I don't know if the folks listening out there understands that. But if they win the opening round, they're going at least three rounds. Yeah. I really. I don't see a scenario where LSU. It's momentum, it's momentum right? Yeah. 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 So I just turned around because the next game here, um, it looks like if I saw it correctly, Michigan State's up nineteen fifteen on UCLA. Yeah. We're talking about BYU. Versus the winner of this Michigan State, excuse me, UCLA game. Yeah. And, and you know, BYU is a, you know, I, I think I did a good job identifying mid-majors I really like. I don't know if BYU is a mid-major when they're in the same conference as the number one team in the country, but uh, I really like BYU. Yeah. Uh, I really don't like them playing the team, the two teams that they're playing. I really don't think the tournament done BYU a favor not at all. But LSU, uh, UCLA, Michigan State, I really I, – I, I think BYU kind of got I, – I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We don't even have to talk about it. I'm picking whoever wins this game to beat BYU. I agree. Who is it? Uh, I, I think it's Michigan State. I agree. I agree. And, and I, you know, for me, you're talking about a scenario where um, you probably have two schools that are recruiting a little bit better talent than BYU. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we'll just say it, BYU, you have to do missions. You have to do all this extracurricular, um, things that make it tougher to bring people in. That's pros and cons because you have the extra camaraderie, but also, you know, you're going to exclude yourself from certain places. Absolutely. And I, I will, I will, I, I will happily be wrong if BYU wins this game though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, 
I, I think it's Michigan State. I feel like they're playing good basketball right now. Um, and I, I feel like they beat PYU as well. Yeah, I really uh, – I just don't like the situation that BYU said. It's a bad that. draw. It's a bad yeah. draw, plain and simple. Yeah. yeah. So, I think we're both going to say Texas. Texas. This 92% team. win probability. Yep. Texas versus – we're saying Michigan State. Yes. What are we thinking here? Uh, Texas, Michigan State. I, I really, I, I think Texas gets to the Sweet 16. Uh, and we won't get there, but I really think that one of these teams in the lower bracket of the East is going to the Final Four. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like Texas. I like Texas, but you've been you've been the Big Twelve guy. I'll defer, but I really thought Texas and Shaka Smart got on a nice little roll late in the year. They're tough, man. They're they're tough and they're playing well. They got three guards that kind of like a lot like West Virginia that they're able to pick each, pick each other's slack up. Um, right. I like them a lot in this draw, um, and, and even a little further out, we'll talk about as that that as we go go along. Let's finish up this side of the bracket, though, quickly. Because we're going to spend our – and I'm fine with spending our entire time talking about basketball. I have no problem doing that. It's that type of year, time of year, right? Yep. Oh, before we jump off, I do like FSU laying the 11 and a half. I really like FSU in that opening round to run. Oh, okay. Good point. Good point. What else? Um, the What was it um, – Colorado's giving five and a half to Georgetown. Is that too much? I think that's uh, what it was. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was going to yeah. stay away from that one. Okay, you think that's about right? I think that's about right. I think FSU wins by 20. Okay. Okay. So so these, these last four teams, really good contests here. Um, my buddy Durf's on here talking about how he likes Maryland. Maryland and UConn. I'm with Durf. I, really? I, yeah, I like Maryland. Uh, I like I like I think Maryland is just more uh, battle tested. I also think Maryland is being punished a little bit. I, there's never a good loss. I'm not a good loss guy. Right? You know, you don't you don't have a good loss. But Maryland has played with some of the elite teams in the country. Uh, I, I probably went out of my bracket 75% Maryland. UConn's playing well. Again, Big East team, got nothing against their conference. I just like this spot for Maryland. Interesting. I don't. <laughs> I, I totally disagree. I love uh, James Booknight. Um, you you want to talk about lottery talent type of players. Yes. Um, they, they've lost, I think, two games all year, three games all year with him in the starting lineup. Um, I, I look for them to, you know, people forget they're a blue blood. Um, Absolutely. And, but, so, you know, but so's Maryland. That's the funny fair, thing. Fair. Fair. That's a fair point. I think when it comes down to it, UConn's in a really good situation to maybe make a really deep run in this tournament. But we'll prob- probably differ in the next round. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I know you know. So we will be. So we're different. Yeah, we're different there, and that's fine. 
That's what makes this fun. Um, we're both on Alabama there in the first round, correct? I yeah. love I, I hate Alabama, but love them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, de- definitely um, a tough team. So let's talk quickly about. So you're saying Maryland and Alabama? Yes. Want to break that down? Uh, yeah, I think Alabama is the. I I am I have been the most naysayer of Alabama, and I, now I'm the biggest believer. Alabama plays incredible defense. Herb yeah. Jones is the first player to average under 15 points in a game in like three decades to win the SEC Player of the Year because he is just a shut down defender, and he can defend about two or three spots on the floor. Alabama, if they hit threes, are probably uh, Alabama, if they shoot well, is going to be one of the toughest outs in this tournament. Yeah. And so far this year, they have sh- shot well. Uh, 22 out of the 24 games. Um, but even when they haven't shot well, what I like about Alabama, even when they do not shoot well, they play good enough defense to advance. Right. They shot awful against Tennessee. And still won the football, or well, still won the basketball. Game. Yeah, <laughs> it's ingrained, right? Yeah, I hate them. Hey, hate, hate y'all. So, uh, where where we differ in that upper half of that four, we come back together here. I agree. Yeah. I think Alabama's probably a little better team than UConn. I think that they outclassed them in that Sweet Sixteen game. So I think we're both saying Texas and Alabama here at the bottom yes. half of this bracket. Yes. And so I think we're 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 all in agreement here, except for at the top. You're saying Michigan. I'm saying LSU. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> More together than apart on this, right? Yes. Yes. I think that's a good sign. So let's move over. Let's go to the South now. Let's work on this other side of this bracket. Baylor and Hartford, I don't think we're going to talk much about that. Wisconsin and North Carolina, though. That's interesting. Very much so. And, and, I, and I don't have a good grip. I know I can't, I, I've tried to break it down. Uh, I've probably 50-50'd it. I probably, would, if you put my hand to the stove, would take North Carolina because I, liked, I really like the way they played the last month and a half of the season. Right. So I, I I I like North Carolina to advance. Flip the coin. Yeah, I mean if that and yeah. the coin lands on, it, I, I I'm very easily swayed with this one. I wouldn't bet on this one if. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I went Wisconsin just because I felt like the Big Ten this year is a little bit better than the ACC. <clears throat> so I, I thought a little bit more holistically about it. But, again, I feel the same way. Um, I could go either way. Yeah. I want to spend some time, though. So, wait, before we get there, Baylor over either of those teams, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's we're pretty, pretty safe on that. Yeah. I want to spend a little bit of time on the second part of this upper half, though. Because remember I told you I had a 12 and a 13. Yep. This is it. Well, I've got one of the two. Yeah. I, I, I really think Winthrop pulls this off against Villanova. And 
I think North Texas knocks off Purdue right here in their own home state. I I did I do not have North Texas. I do have some respect, and they're one of the teams that we talked about. Yep, is a mid major that could break someone down, but Winthorpe is twenty three and one. Yeah, I like a twenty three and one team, and and you know uh, Winthorpe plays uh, in the Big South. Good conference. They're a conference that we get to see a lot where I live at. Uh, good coach team. I like everything about Winthorpe. And I think they're getting the right team in Villanova who has struggled at times. Um, it, this just doesn't seem like Villanova. So, uh, again, I think the tournament went, who is maybe that big best mid-major that we could throw in there against one of the Blue Bloods and – I really – they say they don't do it, but this is a matchup built for TV. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't – I still, for the life of me, well, I do know why. 70 73% win percentage from Villanova and ESPN. This game should be closer to 50-50, bud. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, um, I, I just don't see a scenario where Winthrop doesn't at least keep this close. Uh, I think, uh, and and I do have them on my list. I want, I, you know, I want, I, and, and I even put a note to myself, and this is my actual sheet. And, folks, let me get, you know, I don't bet big dollars. I do this for fun. This is what my family can afford. I'm going to sprinkle, it says sprinkle the money on the money line. So I'm not even taking Winthorpe in the points. I'm playing Winthorpe in the money line, and I won't play for a lot, Chappie. But I'm trying to catch. Uh, I'm trying to make a little money off that money line right here. So, you know, I, I I feel like this next team. We talked a good bit about Western Kentucky during the season. Sure did. And this team beat Western Kentucky. Yes. And, and I tell you, I watched it. I watched that game. And I don't necessarily have statistics or anything like I like I know like I try to have. But what I saw was a team in North Texas that played well together as a team and out executed Western Kentucky down the stretch. Right. A Western Kentucky team that beat Alabama. Right. Which is the the best mid major win of the year might have been that. We didn't know it at the time, but it, it probably was. So, I mean, I guess part of this is me trying to sell my Girl Scout cookies as the Big Ten's overrated. <laughs> and, and that's just, just like when we get down here in this next bracket, and I told you this on Sunday, you know who I'm going to pick in this next game? Yes, yes. I'm trying to be fair. I don't think Purdue's that good of a team this year. I feel like they're getting by just on their name and the fact that they play in the Big Ten. So I'm fairly confidently going North Texas here. I, you know, I don't have it, but don't believe I don't. I, I, I'll put it this way. And this is a bad comparison. I hate when people do it. If the team that the 
they beat was that mayor, I would probably be with you. So, yeah, you know, if Western Kentucky yeah. was there, I would probably be like, yeah, Jackie, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, and you know, they had a really bad stretch. Uh, North Texas did. Were they? And, and that conference played uh, home and home, or home, two games back to back. Right. And I, I think that really hurt teams. You know, like they lost to UAB twice. Games are on the sixth and the fifth at UAB. Right. Right. They played two times at Marshall, two times at Western Kentucky, two times at Southern Miss. Um, I really think their, their record is a little bit misleading from the fact that they did play all those home and homes. And, and they did have some bad draws on the road. I mean, if you're going to UAB and losing, you're not a bad basketball team. Right, right. I, I just feel like, I guess the other part of it is I come from is that's a better basketball conference than is given credit for. Yes. So. It is. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, it's uh, Old Dominion, who's normally a pretty good basketball school. Southern Miss, who's normally a pretty good basketball school. Rice puts teams together, and God knows that you know UAB has had great runs in the tournament. They have also North Texas played Lololia, so they're they've yeah. went and played whoever would play them. So, right credit to that. They played West Virginia early in the year, they were tough, lost, man. It lost by 12, but they, I mean, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to Morgantown to play basketball, or you, right. I mean, they, right. I'm, they just don't do it. And if I remember correctly, they picked that up. That was a game that they picked up as um, an afterthought when someone else backed out. Uh, North Texas is a school that will – it's kind of like Ole Miss – I mean, Old Southern Miss back in the day. They'll play anybody anywhere, so give them credit for that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I like this team. Um, and, and I tell you, this is the fun part, right? Because this is where we talked yeah. about this is where we talked about on the other side with um, with Gonzaga, you can get creative here. So you have Winthrop and Purdue. I have Winthrop and North Texas. I get to pick a Cinderella to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, you have a choice to make. Yeah, um, uh, if Winthrop, if, if Purdue and Winthrop setting on a line, I'm going to end up picking them Winthrop. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I have Winthorpe to the Sweet 16 in my bracket. So, yeah. Uh, that's, I, that's, that's where I am, too. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think the, the more established team of those two. Um, yeah. and, and in all honesty, the other reason why I fell on this was I, I was going to pick Winthorpe out anyway. True. I, I thought Winthorpe was going to be better than Purdue. Therefore, the Purdue-North Texas, it made me think about the Purdue-North Texas game a little bit differently. Yeah, and um, I landed on North Texas because, again, the circumstances of getting to see them play and feeling strongly about Western Kentucky and all those things as well. Yeah. So, so we, we ended up at the same spot. We just got there a little differently, right? Yeah. So let's pick this up. But you know, you know, we're getting close. Like, we're going to have to spend some time on West Virginia. I want to first talk though about this, about the, and I know you want to spend some time on Tennessee, Utah State. In Texas Tech, I think you about lost it there on Sunday when I told I you did. I was going to take Utah State. 
in the first round of this tournament. I was shocked. I was shocked, shocked, shocked. Because I know how much you like Texas Tech, and yeah, you know, I even I even flopped that around in my a couple of my brackets. So I do have a Utah State in one of my brackets, but it's a good basketball team. Um, I love, uh, and he's a local kid, McClung, the point guard, yeah. the Georgetown transfer. Um, he's from Gate uh, City, Virginia. Just you know, I, I can be there in two hours, and he was just a local legend. So it's hard for me to pick against him, but I still, uh, when I went off the air, I, 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 I text Robbie and I went, yeah, that went well, except I about lost my stuff when he picked Utah State. And as soon as it came out, I knew I was going to do it. And I'm like, Randall's going to love this. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you, you know, to me, they're in that conference with San Diego State. So it's just like some of these other mid-majors that you talk about where that's a pretty tough conference. And the level of competition they're playing is probably a little underrated. They shoot the ball. I'm trying to pull it up. I can't get it in front of me. They shoot the ball really well. And play ungodly defense. Right. So to me – that seems to be a really good matchup for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you two best bets during this process, and they're going to be both in this bracket. And this game's going to be one of my best bets. So, um, and, and I mean, of the whole tournament, this is one of my the opening round. This is one of my two best bets. And I've heard, and I'm stealing it from someone else. But the best bet on the board in the tournament. Is under in Texas Tech and Utah State, and I, I, I like it. I believe it. So uh, my other ones in the bottom part of this bracket. So in my co-best bets of the of the tournament, I'll be playing the under in Texas Tech and Utah State. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's interesting because um, I, I I just wonder how it's going to shake out. Um, because you know, you know, Chris Beard's team's going to be um, ready to go. They're going to play a, a physical, intense game. Um, but but you just have to wonder what it's going to be like um, w- with this this seven footer that Utah State has, who's basically a rebounding machine. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be a little bit different contest for them. Yeah, and this line is really low. Hundred, it's one thirty-one and a half. One of the lowest lines out there, and I still don't think they get to it. Yeah, I think it's a. It's this game is in the sixties on both sides. Um, I I could see a sixty-five, sixty-one type game. Um, and uh, I, I I'm still trying to wrap my head around that you picked Utah State, but <laughs> we'll go with it. Welcome to the club, buddy. I've been driving my wife crazy for 10 years. Yeah, I got it on this one. <laughs> All right, so so you're sitting on, it sounds like, Texas Tech. I'm sitting on Utah State. I am not with you on Utah State. Okay. Are, are we both on Arkansas? Yes. Over Colgate. Okay. Yes. And the other best bet I have, 
is the over in Colgate and Arkansas. Okay. I, I think this has a chance to be an NBA top score, like 91 88, you know. So I really love that game, or 91 to 78. Uh, I really love that game to shoot over. Both teams score a ton. I'm trying to find it here to find the over under for you. It is at 161 and a half. Well, if you had it, why don't you say it, Randall? I got 160 and a half. Okay. I'm okay. On, I'm on MGM just because it's on my laptop and their font's bigger. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's got the – never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, so so we're both with Arkansas. <clears throat> we got a split. Are we say, are we taking Arkansas or are you taking Texas Tech? Arkansas. You're taking Arkansas. Yeah. I'm taking Arkansas. Yeah. So the last the last part of that this bracket, let's do it quickly. Yep. Probably Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah. Florida, yeah. Texas, or Virginia Tech. You don't see much of a. I actually split there. I actually like Virginia Tech to beat Florida, but I mean it could go either way. You're a little biased. Yeah, I hate Florida too. Yep. So so you're taking Ohio State to run that bracket? Yeah, absolutely. All the way so, we're, so we're Ohio State, we're at Arkansas, yep. we're at Winthrop, and we're at Baylor. We're consensus on that one. Yep. Awesome. That's a first. Yep. So let's finish this sucker out, man. Might we said we baseball. do this in 45 minutes. We're in an hour. Yep. <laughs> but it's been fun, and it's been informative. Let's cut through the white tape. Illinois. Uh, all the way out to the Sweet yep. 16. Loyola, Georgia Tech. Best game of the day. Uh, Georgia Tech's all ACC player is out. There is no way they can beat Loyola without without him. So Yeah, changes things. You know I talked about them pretty extensively on Sunday. Yeah, Moses Wright changes everything being out. I, I think Georgia Tech still wins that game. Yeah. They, they but could. that's the last game. Yeah. Whereas they had a chance with right playing against Illinois. I wasn't going to pick them, RC, but I thought that would have been a heck of a lot better. I think Georgia Tech wins. I think Illinois wins that. Yep. Tennessee, Oregon State. I'm tempted to pick Oregon State, but I'd get crucified. (laughs) I was actually shocked as how big Tennessee is an eight and a half point favorite. I'm going to pick Tennessee. But I, I don't like that line. You know, yeah. Tennessee's hit or, hit or miss. I yeah. mean, they could be great or one of the worst teams in this tournament. So, I think Oregon State, again, I, I said it about Georgetown. Well, they spent a lot winning the Pac-12. and I, I'm So, I'm going to go with Tennessee there. Tennessee or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma. 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 Ah, I don't want to say it. Oklahoma <laughs> State. Cunningham. I, I just can't. Your brother from another mother. My brother. I don't know how Tennessee guards him. Uh, I, I I could sell you on how Tennessee wins this game. Um, and, and take you know here here's the point. Here's what that game will come down to. How many fouls in the first half does Cade Cunningham pick up? If it's three, I like Tennessee's chances. If Cade Cunningham gets out of the first half with Two or less fouls, uh, I think it's Oklahoma State's game. I don't know who beats Oklahoma State, Randall. 
I, I, I mean, they're so good. They're good without Kate Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, and, and then you throw the best player in the game in it. It's really tough. He is a he, uh, that that game, and it's uh, I said it earlier to someone. That game has three top ten picks in it, though, because I feel like Springer and Johnson yeah. are both going in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or at least let's say top 20 picks. No, I I hear you. I think you're and, right. You know, a lot of NBA firepower in that game. Just think Oklahoma State's the better team. How about these sweet 16 games that we're getting ahead of ourselves? I don't want to talk about it too much. But so far on the upper half of this bracket, we're talking Illinois and we're talking Oklahoma State, respectively. Mm-hmm. So let's get down to this bottom half. Syracuse, San Diego State. I, you know, I like Syracuse as a team, but they're not I, I, San Diego State. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and, and for no other reason as that other than you know, same reason I talked about Utah State. I think that that's an underrated conference. Um, I think they play pretty good competition, and they're on a heck of a streak. I think they've won what 15 straight, something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, that that they're they're playing really good basketball. They beat West Virginia? No, I have West Virginia to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Okay. West Virginia, San Diego State, we're both saying West Virginia. Yes. I'll save you my Mountaineer dribble tonight. All right. We've got too many other things to talk about. Clemson Rutgers. Go ahead. I think I think West Virginia and this lower – one team in the lower bracket that is going to be a great game. Um, I, I, I like – Rutgers just because I'm not betting on it. And, you know, Rutgers don't get there every day. Those kids are going to be pumped. And uh, I've watched them twice this year. They're they're a decent basketball team. I don't think Clemson's a great team. I just I just think this is a good matchup. I, I'm a little hard in it. I'd like to see Rutgers advance. Yeah. Nah, I'm a dream squasher, Clemson. Yeah, it's probably the logical thing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it. West Virginia, Houston, Oklahoma State, Illinois. And let's is, not pre- let's not get out there, right? That, let's not. That's, lo- that is great, though. That is great, great basketball. It, it, is that the best set of games going into yes. next weekend? Yes. yes. Because any four of those teams could win it all, in my opinion. Yeah, my my. I have a team in the finals coming out of that bracket. Yeah. Yeah, Easily. I mean, and, and, you know, I think if you win that bracket, you probably are a little more battle tough. You than, earned it. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah. I, you know, and I actually think, I'm, uh, you know, I, that upper half of the bracket, you're talking about, I really think the only thing in between Baylor and the Sweet 16 is um, – I mean, I think it may be Ohio Arkansas. State. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't think you you don't think Ohio State gets past Arkansas? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I go I think, back and forth. That's when I go back and forth on, buddy. Yeah, I that's going to be a good game. It is, and I think that it's going to be a situation where they both wear each other out. Yeah, and, and, and I think Baylor contrasting styles, right? Yeah, very much so. And I think Baylor's got probably one of the easier walks to I, the Elite Eight. If this thing, listen, 
and I don't want to get ahead of myself. If this thing isn't Gonzaga and Baylor, I'll be shocked. Yeah. They're clearly the two best teams. Yep. And they've but, both been given good draws. Yep. And I still like if somebody's going to get them, it's going to be whoever wins that Midwest bracket. And I don't know who it's going to be, but that Midwest bracket team is going to be dangerous. To, to me, the, the Illinois bracket is the most competitive. Uh, I, I agree. It's the most wide open. Well, sorry. It's the most competitive. The East is the most wide open. Yes. Yes. Because if you told me Colorado went to the Final Four, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, no, I, and I'm not sure I don't have three different teams going to the Final Four out of the East. Well, and that's what I was kind of getting. If you told me UConn went to the Final Four, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. No, Texas. Exactly. Alabama. Exactly. Um, the, I, and I'm sorry, I, I think Rich was on there talking about Michigan. The team that I'd be shocked if they made it to the Final Four – would be the Michigan Wolverines. And this is no offense against the Michigan Wolverines. It just delivers means that much to that team. Yeah. It's just like Villanova. If you told me Villanova went to the Final Four, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I I definitely think the committee awarded Alabama by being the second uh, being the, the totally, the, they were definitely number five overall. Yeah, I think you can see that in that division. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and 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 more power to them, you know. But they they didn't do them in favor any favors with the three and four seed. Nope. Nope. Because I, I if pre- you look at if you you look at the three seeds across the board, Texas is tough, yeah. and I know I put West Virginia in that bracket too. I wouldn't want to play Texas. I wouldn't want to play Florida State, to your point earlier. Whoever gets out of there is going to earn it. Yep. I just uh, – there's more – let me say this correctly. One through 16, I think there are more good basketball teams in the East than any bracket. I think one through four, the best teams are in the Midwest. Yeah. But one through sixteen, I like the East. I think I mean, that's fair. I mean, Saint Bonnie's is a nine in the East, and I'm telling you, Saint Bonnie's is a legit, yeah, top twenty-five type basketball team to me. Yeah. Uh, let's go farther than that. Michigan State or UCLA is going to be the eleven. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I'm they ready. had to play their way in. Yep. That's crazy. What a crazy bracket. What a great time of year, right? It is. It is. I'm I'm excited. Um I, I think this weekend will show us a lot. And I think somebody we gave no chance to is gonna win two basketball games and we'll be yeah. sitting here going, We didn't yeah. see that coming. Yep. So so we'll reset this next week and we'll do the same exercise. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is fun and I think this is productive. I think it gives it gives the people some mindset as to what you need to be thinking about when you go into your bets, you might not agree with what we're saying. Maybe you see something that we say and we're like, you are absolutely wrong. I believe completely opposite. Maybe you go and put the house down on it and you win. 
But I, I feel like there's good logic behind where we're getting with a lot of these games. A volunteer who loves the Tide. You know, it's hard to say that. <laughs> Let me clear that one up. <laughs> I love the Alabama basketball team. I love the state of Alabama. I lived in the state of Alabama for 10 years. I'm going to retire in the state of Alabama. There is nothing in Tuscaloosa, Alabama that I love other than how the basketball team's playing in the tournament. Thank you, and I will be back for two drink minutes. <laughs> so, you know, I tell you, it's interesting. Mountaineers, you know, just parting, parting thoughts as we move on. Mountaineers get the late game tomorrow night at Lucas Oil. Like right. I said earlier, went back and forth on whether I wanted to go or not. Tickets aren't bad. You can get decent tickets for like 130 bucks. Um, but but all, ultimately it came down to the fact that I can eat pizza and I can sit on the recliner and hang out with the dogs. And if I have too much to drink, I don't have to worry about finding a way home and finding some dummy who's behind me yelling, you know, trying to entice me into a fight. It just, it didn't make sense for me to go. Like I said, I've been safe for a year. I have my vaccine in two weeks. I'm good. I've been well, waiting though, Randall for eight years for one of my teams to come to Indianapolis. I'm a, I had a chance to go too, Chappie, and it's 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 a beautiful drive from here to Indianapolis. And I'm sitting in between vaccine one and two. Right. And haven't make it made it that far. I just yep. didn't I didn't Yeah. I, I mean I'm getting my second shot on the fourth. I, I've missed I, I did not attend a Tennessee football game for the first time since nineteen seventy nine. Let that sink into your head. I was same here. I mean it hadn't been that long, but it, it's been the 80s for me and, and you know no falcons game so uh if i felt like tennessee could make a run in this tournament i might have been swayed the other way but i, I just decided that for me and my family it's the right decision i am glad yeah. they're letting letting folks in though i was you know i'm glad I, you know i have mixed feelings about it because uh, you know i drive past the stadium every day on the way to work and last weekend for the Big Ten tournament, I drove past, and there's the you know all these knuckle butts out there with no masks on. These yeah, little yeah. girls like duck facing, like with like come on, you know. Anyway, Be don't want to get pol- yeah, don't want to get political with all that no, stuff because I, I understand. That's, that's exactly why I can't go until I am vaccinated. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I'm with you. So, um, you know, but but I'll tell you, it is really cool to have this here in town. This is now the second set of games that I won't go to. The w, you know, WVU played Gonzaga here earlier in the year. They didn't let fans in for that game. Um, but, you know, it sure will be cool. And, you know, I said to my buddy back home, um, if, if we make it to this second weekend, I'll revisit that comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if Tennessee gets my Oklahoma State, I might revisit my comment. Exactly. So, so we'll just see how it goes. Um, I'll kind of put put the stash in the back pocket until next weekend, and 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 just uh, enjoy the games here at home. So I will I will say this again, Chappie, and we'll get her on to a little base. We got time for any baseball, um, but this is the best weekend in sports all year long. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, we don't have time for a whole lot of baseball, but I do want to talk about talk about closers. 
Yeah, I was. I, I wanted to ask you something, Chappie. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me just throw this at you in a different way. I had a different form, but I'm struggling with closers. I've been in a couple of drafts with yous, and um, I don't know if who I trust as a closer. Right. So, right. Who do you trust? Who do you well, trust to, to to be a 25 win or 25 save right. closer? I don't want to talk about holds. Right. Saves. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, uh, you know, I've done, I, I'm like you, I've done most of my drafts. I have one draft left. Um, I'm not a big rotisserie guy. Right. So the difference between rotisserie and like what we play um, a, a categories type um, game, a head to head categories type game, uh, you're, you're basically accumulating stats all year long. And, and in this rotisserie league, it is very much, um, you know, you, you're trying to get as many saves as you can. So when when you're trying to do that and you're in a situation where you have all these leagues where you have all these different variations of holds and shoulds and saves times two plus hold, I mean, all these crazy wonky formulations, how do you manage just the saves, right? Um, it makes – it makes it a little bit more difficult. So what I like to do is, first off, there's five guys that I trust that can get saves. And that fifth guy, fourth or fifth guy, really there's variance to, right? So who am I talking about? Aronis Chapman's pretty safe. Yes. Right. I think it's pretty safe that he's got the back end of that bullpen. I think it's pretty safe to say that he's going to get at least 25 saves. Okay. I think Ryan Presley's pretty safe. Do you? Interesting. Not so much for Presley's sake, just because of the way that that bullpen is set up. Okay. I don't see a scenario where anybody take his stuff is so dominant. There's just not another profile in that bullpen that finishes a game the way Presley does. Edwin Diaz is one. If you look at that offense, it's a little risky. But you're talking about a guy, the Mets could win a ton. Of games, absolutely, they could very easily turn into a Yankees type scenario when their pitchers are going five or six innings, and they're just tick 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 with the bullpen. And next thing you know, Diaz has the ball in his hand in the ninth inning, and the game's over. I could see a scenario where Diaz saves forty games. And just like with Presley, I don't see a scenario where anybody else in that back end slots that need the way he does. Then it starts to get hairy. Then it starts to get fishy. The one guy who I've left out purposefully who I feel like the most solidified in his role. You want to guess who it is? He's on a new team. Rosenthal? No. 
Uh, I'm trying to think about who changed teams. Not Melonica. Uh, shoot me, I'm 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 coming up blank. How about Liam Hendricks? Oh, interesting. They have Aaron Bummer, who's a really good pitcher. They have Garrett Crochet, who's a really good pitcher. But Liam Hendricks just has this presence in the ninth inning. That felt like the White Sox desperately needed. I feel like Liam Hendricks is the most safe closer in the game. In front of a very good team. An excellent team. That That's a team, Randall, that can win it all this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Make no mistake. Their pitching is set up to where they have two aces – and they have, you know, an innings eater at three in Keuchel. And then they have this gauntlet of players who have a ton of upside. Whether it's Reynaldo Lopez or Carlos Rodon or, you know, right on down the list. Dylan Cease is going to be an amazing pitcher. Michael Kopech. You're, you're talking about, say all these guys pan out. Maybe the deepest starting staff in the American League. It's a great staff. I really like the White Sox going into the year. Yeah, yeah. and you could you could see you could see it in the fantasy drafts how loaded that team is. Right. When you were having six players off the board in the first six rounds, you know, four in the the third fourth round area. You know, they have two aces. I talked about that at 8 o'clock with uh, Giolito and, and Lynn. Those two are going to be able to feed off each other. And then they have a really good number three in, in Keiko, who's just going to – you know he's going to eat innings. You know he's you know not he's going to keep you in games. It's just a really good setup to then come back with, you know, having a, a, a couple good young arms. Right. And some guys in Lopez and Rodone who – they're not old by any stretch of the imagination. Rodin was the number one overall pick. They're in a really good spot. You know the one guy you didn't mention that kind of surprises me? Hmm. And, and, I, and I started to, when we talked earlier, what's your forecast for Kirby Yates? I mean, because that's a team I expect to make leaps to. You know, so th it, that's a good point, and I did, you know, uh, the reason I like Yates is, and, and I like and I dislike Yates because of this. What's behind him? Right? What's setting him up? Jordan Romano right now is the eighth inning guy. That doesn't do a whole lot for me. Now, I'll give you a name. You see this. Alec Manoa. The Blue Jays love this guy. He was a first-round pick two years ago. Big guy. He's 6'8", 250, 260. Hard thrower. He's got three pitches. He is on the fast track to the major leagues. 
They were talking about calling him up sometime shortly after Super 2. Everybody's assuming they're going to call him up and put him in the rotation. If it's me, I put him right in that eighth inning. Uh, that would make sense. You don't wear his arm out. You get him great exposure. You let him work on his pitches that still need refinement. He's dominant with his fastball. He's dominant with his slider. He's got two major league pitch ready, major league ready pitches on draft day. He had. He's working on his changeup. He's working on, I believe, a curveball as his fourth pitch. This is a kid that could be huge for a team that is extremely young. Has a lot of talent still down in the minors. Right. And let's be honest, is built to win now. Absolutely. Spent the money to win now. And, and you know, let's be let's be totally transparent here. Boba Shett and Vlad Guerrero are as advertised. Kevin Biggio is as advertised. Lord Escariel, you have four players who came up as prospects. Every single one of them are going to be superstars. How often does that happen? Not often. I mean, you, you talk about Atlanta catching lightning in a bottle. They have three. Yeah. And, and Albies yeah. and Acuna. Uh, and, you know, that that seems like uh, that seems like a miracle now, you know. So, you know, I got to bring everything full circle. You know where the player development for the Toronto Blue Jays is now. The no. guy who brought who developed all these guys. Uh, no, I do not. Hold on. It's the Pirates. I might be wrong on this because I, I didn't look it up, but I know it because I've looked it up in the past. I think it's Ben Sherrington. Right. Well, Develop. I mean, Develop. All of these young players. Drafted these players. Develop these players. Turn them into the players they are now. With the Pirates. And then you look at double and triple A and see what the Pirates have in their pipeline. Oh, it's and it's amazing. The, the Pirates fans still want to dog them, and, yeah. and I understand why. You know I'm a Cubs fan, so, it, you know, I, I'm pretty pretty neutral on it. Yeah, but it's a loaded team in the future. Cabrian Hayes is going to be the rookie of the year. Cabrian Hayes is going to be an MVP candidate in two years. That's a lot. Lofty, right? Yeah. He automatically, as soon as he steps field, steps foot on the field, is a gold glove candidate in a league that has Nolan Arenado in it. He's an OPS machine. I, this kid, you put him and O'Neill Cruz together and you move over um, Kevin Newman to second base, all of a sudden, you're talking about a really good infield. Well, I mean, if and and you not even mentioned Kevin Gonzalez. I mean, 
you have Gonzalez, who is who was a number eight overall pick two years ago or three years ago. That's well, I, and he's he's. I don't know if he stays in the infield. Good, he could go to the outfield. Uh, Nick Gonzalez, I I think he goes to the outfield because I think that Kevin Newman is just like a baseman. So so I think he goes to center or to left. His bat profiles as a left fielder, I believe. It's a ton. I, he, I, he's got a bat that can win a batting title. The the so I know we're not talking about prospects, but you know I live prospects. Yeah. The name in that system that has helium. Want to guess? No, go ahead. Quinn Prister. Nineteen-year-old hmm. pitcher. He's a prep pitcher. Was drafted in twenty eighteen at a high school. Um has really developed in the Pirates minor league system. They talk about he's added velocity. He's shown ability to control and command above his age. And they're talking about him being a top 10, top 15 type prospect in the next year and a half. So you throw in him to a Nick Gonzalez. To an O'Neill Cruz. To a Swaggerty. To a Hayes. That all of a sudden. And, and, don't forget, Randall. Who has the first overall pick this year? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Who's going to get Kumar Rocker? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Who's going to break camp with. The Pittsburgh Pirates in 2022? Uh, Kumar, Kumar Rocker. Rocker. Uh, I've, I've seen Kumar pitch a couple of times. Matter of fact, he'll be their ace from day one. He's His dad was just at Tennessee as a coach that left this year. So kind of strange tie there. But, yeah, yeah. Kumar is going to be special. Uh, so you know, things are up, looking up in Pittsburgh. They absolutely are. Absolutely are. Man, I can't believe the hour and a half passed that fast. <laughs> it flies by, especially when we start talking basketball. Yeah. So, so any parting thoughts? Uh, just uh, want to encourage. I've got some things to promo, but I don't even want to do that now. This weekend, if you love sports, uh, cook you some food, throw you throw you some pig on the blankets on, uh, go get you some pre cooked ribs, hang out, treat yourself. Um, you know, if you love sports the way Chappie and I, you know, this only comes around once a year. Yeah. Uh, just have some fun with it. My first game that I've got to be in front of the TV is at 4.30 tomorrow, and I, I will be there. I, I, I'll tell you, and I don't mean to get sappy. I remember this time last year. Oh, it was terrible. And I remember being so excited. To see the Mountaineers play in in the tournament, um, and and I remember being so heartbroken, you know, when when it didn't happen. I, I think we've all learned a lot in this last year, right? Absolutely. And, we were. All- I, well, I, I think the takeaway from this is, don't take it for granted. Absolutely not. I I, I am tomorrow going to sit down. I took 
tomorrow I, and Monday off, I'm going to sit down and watch every minute of every game that I can while still fulfilling my, my husbandly duties. Yeah. Well, I, I will uh, do the same. I'll be at work, and I'll have to come home and buy at least two pizzas for my 10-year-old daughter before I shove her in her room and tell her to enjoy herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she, uh, she's not the sports fan that I am, but, again, I love – my first love is football. I've always yeah. said it, but this is still my favorite weekend of the sports year. And, and to me, there's nothing better than when your team's in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And, and both of our teams are in the tournament, right? And right? Yeah, and right now, even though I didn't pick Tennessee, somewhere in my head is they're going to play Oklahoma State. If they yeah. about Oregon State. Yeah, and they're going to beat them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going we're to go out and shock the world, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the thing about it, Chappie, if you can get to the Sweet 16, you everybody has a shot. Yep, yep. There's not a good team. There's not going to be a bad team in the Sweet 16. Because so much of it's about getting confidence. Right? Yeah. Get your sea legs. Get yep. your puncher's legs, right? So, yep. so it'll be exciting. And I can't wait to talk next weekend. I hope we're still happy and both of our teams are still in it. If not, we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, we'll start talking about, you know, I love it because week after next, we'll start playing ball. And, yeah. and you know, we'll start talking about matchups and all that stuff. I know you wanted to talk about some NFL stuff, but um, maybe we get into a little bit of that next week. Yeah, we got some, we got, you know, I think a lot, I think we're seeing a lot of the NFL free agency. As you watch it, you get a lot of answers to what the team's feel about their teams. Yeah. So uh, I think after the NFL free agency period, I usually start my uh, draft prep. And I really think we got a clear picture last week of what some teams feel about themselves. Real quick, I know we got to get off here. You see the latest news on um, where Juju Smith's going, right? I have not. He's open to coming back to Pittsburgh. Ah. Who called that? Uh, you did. <laughs> it's a long way from done, but I, I, I still think that's where he goes. I wonder if he did not get the reception that he thought he would give in the free agent sure. market. I'm sure. Well, again, I, I feel like it's one of those things where he, he knows he likes Pittsburgh. So why go if you're getting a million dollars extra? Why go and chance something completely crazy? And when you see Nelson Aguilar – Get, right, you know the money he got. Right, and if you're going to set those the receivers side by side, I'm going to pick Juju every time. Every stinking time. Uh, you know that there is a market out there for him. Right. I just don't think the market's elite money like he thought it would be. As good as Juju is, as we've said before, he is not that Amari Cooper uh, physicality. Yeah, or the speed of a Tariq Hill or right. the route running. Of a Julio he's a Jones. tough son of a gun, though, man. Is, That's what he good, is. He's a good, solid NFL receiver that can make somebody better. Yep. All right, man. Well, let's do it again next week. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, till next Thursday night, I'm Chappie. I'm a big, fat guy about to go get a piece of chicken. I'm <laughs> RC. Oh, hey, Thursday nights at 10. Draft for Upside, iLogic Media. River City, what is River City? What River City Media? River City Media. 
Um, we'll see you guys next week. I hope you all appreciate the contact.